The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Hidden within your birth name is a blueprint for life, a spiritual map of the destiny the universe intends for you. Nicholas David's work is Your Soul Contract Decoded. This is the name of his book, and it discovers the spiritual map of your life with numerology. This book equips you to decode this blueprint by converting the sounds of your name into numbers and then interpreting the result. By means of a soul contract reading, you can empower yourself to overcome your challenges, build on your strengths, manifest your dreams, and access your true life's purpose, your soul purpose. A soul contract reading will tell you who you are and what your soul purpose is, and the procedure is based on an amazingly accurate system of numerology with its roots in antiquity. Names are converted into the 22 sounds, the phonetic Hebrew letters, which are then converted into numbers within a diagram of the Star of David. This procedure will show you the karmic patterns you face, the talents you possess to overcome them, the goals you are designed to achieve, and most importantly, your soul's underlying mission. You'll see your life in an entirely different context, and for the first time will be able to navigate a clear path toward a future of self-fulfillment. Nicholas David Nang was inspired to dedicate himself to practicing, developing, and teaching this method after experiencing a life-changing reading by the great metaphysician and spiritual channeler Frank Alper. He's now a primary custodian of the body of soul contract knowledge that Alper introduced to the world. This is part of a three-part series where we dive into this work by using myself, my children, and my ex-husband as part of the soul contract readings to better illustrate to you how this actually works and what this actually portrays about you in its accuracy. The first episode aired on January 30th and covered my own chart and the discussion of my own identity, personality, soul blueprint, and soul destiny. And today we're going to be discussing the charts of my two children to see how they're impacted by me as a parent, by their own soul blueprint. And then in the final episode airing on next week on April 17th, you'll discover the blueprint of my ex-husband so that you can see how the contracts formed and how we in relationship navigated each other in addition to how we parented these two children. Welcome, Nicholas David, to 1111 Talk Radio. I'm really excited about the depth that we're going in this discussion and really allowing people to understand your soul contract decoded and how it truly can assist us in our own evolution and self-realization. Thank you for having me back, Simran. It's a real pleasure to work with you again. I'm looking forward to this as we go deeper into the work. It's, it's beautiful because you said that you've done children before and it's often quite profound when you do children's charts that it tends, it can get emotional because it is so deep and it is such a connection. 
And, and I would think so, especially being the mother. So let's dive right in. And if you want to say anything to preface us starting, uh, go right ahead. Well, for a spiritually conscious mother like yourself, you're a custodian to help these two children stay conscious. You may remember when your children were born, you saw the, you probably saw the light of God in their eyes, that deep darkness, like the coming from coming from source. Do you remember that? Oh yes, I think we all see that in our children's eyes. Yeah. Well, you as a conscious parent are here to maintain that, at least to the age of seven, preferably longer, because if you can do that, then there's a lot less chance they'll fall asleep in the matrix. And so, by understanding their soul contract and understanding how they interact with you and the world, um, you can develop a customized parenting style to work with them, to help them align to their purpose. And when they feel that, they'll flow with you much more easily uh, in understanding who they are and, and most importantly, realizing you know exactly what they need. So with this here, with this work, we can help children from the very beginning um, to understand exactly what they need and so they can feel that you as a parent can be there totally um, in all ways um, as, they, as they grow up to maintain their consciousness. So, Nicholas David, I'd like to break in right there because I know that many people that are listening are probably thinking, oh, my goodness, was I con- a conscious parent? And I know that for my own two children, we're talking about two children, Christian, who is now three, and Sajin, who is going to be 13 in July. And for Sajin, I was going through my own dark night, my own difficult times. I don't know how conscious I was in his early years. And so that will be interesting to see how he is developing and what his blueprint illustrates. For my younger child, I have uh, done a lot of inner work and when he was born, have been a much more conscious parent. And I can see the difference in that just in the rearing. So I wanted to bring that up as we move into these charts. Talk well, about talk about the unconscious parent and how this, because many people might be saying, oh my goodness, I've ruined my child. I didn't do it by age seven. Well, the thing is that um, it's important not to beat yourself up as a parent for everyone listening. And then that we as parents, I mean, I've got a 13-year-old boy. Um, so we as parents do our very best for our children if we're doing it consciously, the parenting process. And our children... At a soul level prior to incarnation, they know exactly what they're coming in for. They know exactly where we'll be in our growth and our consciousness. And they choose us to be in our truth, whether that be conscious, semi-conscious or unconscious, depending on how far we've got in our growth by the time they arrive. So Sajin got what he needed from you, okay? exactly what he needed for his experience. And it's about taking that understanding that we do our best to stay as conscious as possible and do the best we can with our children uh, and to not parent them probably the way we were parented. That's the thing that happens with conscious parents. We realize a lot of the imprints and in our instincts and the way we want to parent is just how our parents worked with us and a lot of it we realize is not appropriate for our children who are a lot more conscious, um, who have a lot less karma to work through, who basically have to have some patterns of karma and some sort of goals, some issues to challenge them so they can learn what it's like to be human and interact with the reality. But basically they need a few things and they work through them and then they get on with their mission, which is to bring love in all sorts of ways to the earth. 
Beautiful, beautiful. I think that creates a calming for a lot of people to understand that our children do choose the specific time knowing where we are in our own experience. So perhaps it's um, a good place to start is if you have some particular questions about Sajin, we'll start with him and then we can use that to ease our way into his chart and, and, um, and his relationship with you and so we can understand how the dynamic works for the listeners. So I know that Sajin is a very artistic child, a very intuitive child, a child that had many gifts from the time he was born. He actually was very much a teacher and part of my own self-realization because of his gifts. But in, in going through his own growth, I've seen him, and especially in going through uh, being a child of divorce, I've seen him now come to a place where he is doing some of the same people-pleasing or some of the same trying to uh, become what each parent wants and giving up some of those gifts, giving up some of the artisticness and almost clinging to structure, clinging to what is known to perhaps keep safe, perhaps uh, follow what has been done before rather than charting his own path. Does that look like what his blueprint shows. Yeah, in, in the physical karma, um, Sajin has a double three, and that's all about the, the, the karmic energy, although negative context, as we talked about in the, in the first interview, is all about overcoming a pattern of feeling, I'm unworthy to be loved. And that's just a pattern put in there so he can overcome that. And that would have been triggered by a divorce where the parents split apart because for children, the, our par- their parents represent the ego's relationship to the divine masculine and feminine aspects of God. And if the parents split, then that's, in the child's mind or the ego's mind, it's like a split between mother, father, God. And so a child is wanting to keep mother, father, God unified. And so that's why that's where you get the people-pleasing coming from. Because deep down, all children, including mine, my son, want their parents to come back together again. That's what they really want deep in their hearts. And so that's what he's actually seeking. Because uh, how, how old was he when you, when you separated? Uh, I think that the experiences between his father and I have been kind of a, a slow separation from the time he was three. Okay. Uh, but the actual divorce occurred a year and a half ago. Okay. Okay, so this is quite fresh still. Um, so part of him may feel that he's responsible for it. This is the way children work. And part of him may be feeling that I'm not worthy of the love of mum and dad because they've split apart. Okay, so that, that may be going on. And so for a child like this with threes, which is about feeling unworthy to be loved, he just needs to be accepted for exactly who he is and just know it's okay to be exactly who he is to express himself and to gradually work through that. Um, children like this need a lot of praise, a lot of, re- a lot of positive reinforcement. And whenever they feel not good enough or not loved enough, it's about showing them that they are loved and then that's how you burn through that program there. And the, th- the situation with, um, in terms of sticking to the old sort of structures is with his physical goal, spiritual goal, and soul destiny 11-2s. And the, the 11 is all about 
needing a clear structure of how life works. So if you change the structure by having a, a separation, then he will feel lost. So in the two in there is all about learning to develop emotional resiliency to co cope with the, ex the previous structure breaking apart and then working through the chaos of the new structure of um, you both being single parents and him having to work out a new regime or how do I, how do I function between two parents. So what's, what's the time split between you and your ex-husband, Simran, in terms of looking after the children? Uh, the the ex-husband has the children every other weekend. Yeah. Okay. So it's important for a child like Sajin to be given lots of structure by both parents on a new way of working because when he doesn't have structure, because it's changing over time as well as he grows, then he'll feel lost. And if he, if he feels lost, he'll feel insecure and he'll want to revert to old, old ways of doing things. So... It's important to give him lots and give him new structure, consistent new structure, but show it to him in different ways in terms of um, how the day runs um, with both mom and dad and you know, just show him the envelope of what's possible as he grows because then once he embraces that, he'll start to relax and go into that structure and find he'll feel a bit more secure. Then he may be prepared to try new things. And with 11 twos for children, it's like, they need plenty of notice of change. My son needed like seven days notice if we were going to leave the house and go on <laughs> holiday. Otherwise, he would have a total fit because it was a new structure. Um, any change for a child who's had a big, a big change in their overall family dynamic, which is what's happened for you, um, is, is important to feed him new structure consistently, but it may not appear he's taking it on board initially. But what happens here is it's, it's basically... It's like he's got this energetic sponge around him and it's percolating and slowly and building in his subconscious. And he'll gradually build a new structure and you make it a surprise after a while. It's Monday, he'll go, Mom, I've got it now. And you sort of, he'll snap into the new structure as if he always knew it. So keep feeding him consistent structure and then he, he should gradually get, get the feel of how this new regime works. So I, I ventured out on this Rebel Road trip last September and we were in an RV and we were moving from place to place, place to place, that's not much of a structure. And so I really rocked his world. Well, yeah, he needs, that's not routine at all when you do something like that. So that, that was, that was probably quite tricky for him, but it probably stretched him into new areas, but because it wasn't consistent, it was moving around all the time. That, that probably threw him off balance a lot. So a child, oftentimes uh, divorce happens or people move apart because they are growing at different rates and they are not on the directly the same path anymore. And I know that I'm someone that is more open-minded, broad-minded, expansive, willing to try new things and here for experience and freedom. And I teach that way to my children. My ex-husband is one that is definitely more structured, traditional, uh, uh, physician, dentist, so he's followed that very regimented, you've got to study hard, you've got to live up to certain goals, you have to reach certain things. What does that do to an 11-2 to have those extreme polarities as parents? Well, he gets, he, he needs the, the, um, the, the infusion of consciousness or lack of consciousness, depending on where a parent is at a given time from both parents um, to understand uh, what those masculine and feminine archetypes are like. And so 
if he has a more um, sleepy father in terms of consciousness, he gets a certain imprint from there. He'll learn things. If he has a more conscious mother like you, he learns certain things. But I think the most important thing that um, he learns from this is that um, you as his mother act in your truth. And many parents um, stay together for the sake of the children, but the truth is already already known to the children that this is not actually real, this is not actually working. So I think the most important imprint you've given him is one of mom acts in her truth. Therefore, he's going to learn to act in his truth, which will serve him for the rest of his life. And then he's got a certain imprint from his father that there's a more traditional way to do things. And then because he spends more time with you, he's going to, you're going to have a greater influence overall. And so that'll probably be an issue um, he, in terms of how men are meant to be because he's 13 and because a boy from the age of seven onwards needs to have the imprint from his father what a man is meant to be in the world. He looks for that. It's like a bodily transmission. So in this case, he'll probably have to do some work on how can I be a more conscious man out in the world? Okay, because my father was um, more traditional from, the, from your culture. And so it may be he has to see, okay, there's another way. I've got, to find, I've got to find a new way of being a man in the world as I get older, especially when he hits the teenage years. Very interesting. Now, he's also a child that is quite indecisive. And so is that something that shows up in the soul blueprint to be certain personality or certain traits? And is that something that is changeable or is that just the quality that this particular soul has? Yeah, we're speaking about his spiritual karmic 18.9. And the 18 is about he has to make a decision. Shall I follow the flow of spirit, which is what you're showing him? Or shall I not, which is what his father's showing him. So, and he has to come into his power, which is a nine. It's a lesson of overcoming disempowerment. And he may have felt disempowered from the separation because the flow of energy from both parents got disrupted by the, by the separation. And so as he comes into his power in life, which is the most important thing he has to learn to overcome the resistance in him to using his power um, in service and integrity in the world, as that power comes online and he works with his shadow that he carries from past lives, then that'll enable him to make the right decision in life. The reason he's indecisive is because he's scared of making the wrong decision. So, but he has to learn basically that to make the best decision based on the, the data, the situation, the moment, and not look back. Okay, but usually the, th- the thing that feels right to him first is the right decision. But after that, if he asks everyone else what he should do, that means he's not trusting himself, and most of those decisions probably won't work out so well. My guest today is Nicholas David Gann, and he's inspired to dedicate himself to practicing, developing, and teaching this method of soul contract decoding. He is at the website, centerforconsciousascension.net. That's centerforconsciousascension.net. This is a three-part series to help you understand how the soul contract works, how it supports you in knowing your own soul blueprint and life purpose, and understanding the dynamics that are going on in your life, your child, your relationships, and also can be done in businesses and widespread groups. We'll be right back with Nicholas David Yen and your contract, your soul contract decoded, discovering the spiritual map of your life with numerology. We'll be right back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. Welcome back. I am with my guest, Nicholas David Yan, and we are talking about Your Soul Contract Decoded. This is a beautiful book that will help you understand that there is an actual blueprint to your whole being, and it's one of the most accurate that is in place as it goes through the phonetics of your name and numerology. You can also have a soul contract reading, and you can book these with Nicholas David at the CenterForConsciousAscension.net. That's CenterForConsciousAscension.net. Before we get back to the broadcast, the two part, the second part of a three-part series where we're now discussing children, I do want to mention that the new 1111 magazine is out and would love for you to allow yourself to dive right into it. There is an article from Nicholas David in there as well that will help you understand this more and a link directly to his website. In addition, you're going to find many other amazing people that are featured, some beautiful insights, articles from people around the world, and an overview of The Rebel Road and how it progressed through the last few months. In addition, you'll find my own books, Your Journey to Enlightenment and Conversations with the Universe. Now we'll get right back to Nicholas David. Now we were talking about my son Sajin and we've gone through some of the aspects. Are there other aspects physically or spiritually that we need to talk about before we dive into the relationship part of us? Yeah, in physical talents, Simran, there's a, um, a 16-7 and so Sajin's talents in the physical world are to bring this higher consciousness down to the earth plane, the 16, then make it accessible from a heart-centered space to a whole range of like-minded people who are like him and to bring it out in the world in plain English um, spirituality. So he's here to be a real networker and connector with people. So is he showing signs of that at, at, at nearly 13? He definitely is someone that is a magnet for people. He seems to, uh, once he gets to know people, he's very open and he makes friends instantly. Yeah, so 
As he overcomes this physical karmic unworthiness and brings a depth of wisdom out from the soul and he finds structure in life, he's here to basically bring a lot of wisdom and structure to people in plain English. That's actually his mission here. So it's so important to sort of encourage him to, to get out there and speak and, and express and be with people because that's actually his mission. And in spiritual talents, he has a 15 and a 6. And so... 15 is what we call inner circular movement in the system. And the 6 is the creativity you mentioned earlier. So does he try on lots of different things um, to find out what works for him? Then he sort of finds, oh, that's not quite right. And he feels a bit insecure and he wants to go and try something else. And he sort of literally has to experience different parts of life to work out what's right for him. He does. He's a bit indecisive and he has to kind of step into something, but he always steps very gingerly into those things. Yeah, so it's important to encourage him to do that because it's going to take him a, a, a bit longer than most to find out spiritually where he actually stands because it's about him trying on things with direct visceral life experience and it's got to sit right in what we call his symbolic stomach in the system. He literally he has to feel it in his stomach. It's sort of like a barometer of truth. Is this where, where I really want to be? And so it's a gentle journey to find, I guess you call it God within or God outside him. And when he finds that right place, he'll be settled and he'll be very happy. And the six is the creativity where he's, he's here to take, it's a, it's a talent in, in the spiritual part of the chart, he's here to take an idea that's really true in his mind and then take small, focused, manageable steps towards achieving the overall expression of that creativity in, in a physical form out in the world. So is he very scattered at the moment or is he very focused and gets things done or somewhere in between? He's pretty focused and he gets his things done. Uh, but I think that's based on his, he places his value on grades or achievement uh, or, or what he can accomplish. Yeah, so it's about keeping him focused and using that focus to drive him forward to find the thing which feels right in his symbolic stomach with a 15. And then he may, f he may find it early on, so the children nowadays are very conscious and it doesn't take them long to work through a lot of the issues. Or it may take a bit longer, but it's important to say to him to pursue what feels right, and he, however long it takes, and not to compare himself with others. And then he'll find his right place in the world. Wonderful, yes. And, and I do see that he has a gift for writing. He seems to be quite expressive. Does, do you think talents like that show up in the soul contract readings? Yes, the six is very much creative. It's the artist, basically. It's either writer, painter, um, could be a singer, um, a speaker. The three in physical karma very much is someone who's overcoming unworthiness to really speak wisdom in the world. So there's definitely a writer in this chart if you wanted to be at a, at a, from a very deep level of, of knowledge and his writing will really reach people, really touch them if he decides to go down that route. So when parents actually get their children's charts done, they can have an overview of the leanings that are more natural for the soul in terms of gifts and talents. Uh, and, and is that something that, that is then supportive for them to urge forward, or does the soul naturally have to have its own bumps and obstacles to find its way to those gifts and talents? It's a mixture of both, really. Um, I mean, if parents understand their children's soul contract, then they, they know um, how to help align the children to what's actually going to work for them. I mean, the most important thing is to understand the child's physical and spiritual karmic issues. 
um, then help them work through that because the quicker they work through that, the more easily they're going to come online. Like in Sajin's case, it's about becoming worthy to express and be seen in the world so he can communicate, write, speak, and also to come into his power with the spiritual karmic nine so he can trust himself and then make the, make the hard decisions in life about I'll follow spirit or not. And, to, and when a child breaks through their karmic patterns, then the rest of their child opens up. But if they get stuck in it, then it takes much longer. But a conscious parent can, um, from their chart, well, can, can make, the, make a child's life much easier. So you, you focus all your energy on helping get through the key patterns and not waste your time doing things which are distractions. So I, I get that uh, with the relationship between us, that the soul or the example that I've set is someone that's living more of their truth and is more open. But I also feel that the action of dissolving the marriage has created some anger or upset or resentment within him. Uh, what, how does all of that play out relationship-wise for us in a, in a blueprint? Well, I'd say the, um, the nine in spiritual karma will be where he feels disempowered by the separation because his structure from the time he was born or from the time he was conceived was that um, you and Gunjit were together, but now you're not. And so that can take quite a while for a child to work through. It can take, like, well, from my own experience of being divorced, it might take four or five years at least to, have, to work through the shock of that. And so he just needs his time, really, because he's very sensitive with all these, all these twos in this chart. Um, so in terms of key interactions here in the chart, we, we talk about effects of your soul contract aspects, all the seven aspects, they transmit from one to the other between the two of you from your birth charts. Like we have physical karma, talents and goals and spiritual karma, talents and goals and then the soul destiny, which is a product of it all. So what I'll do is I'll talk about the key interactions here because we have specific overlay relationships. It's like you each have a cake which represents the birth chart and then when you transmit your energy just by being mother and son to each other, it's like putting a layer of icing on each other's cakes of very specific frequencies that infuse into your birth chart cakes. And what happens there is that they have a specific effect, either positive, negative, or no effect, depending on the quality, the level of consciousness, and the power of the energies going across. So the, the main interactions here for you two, in physical talents, you have a 12-3 Simran, which is about absorbing, expanding love and knowledge and being worthy to take it out to the world, which is what you're doing with your work. And that particular stream of energy goes across to Sajin 16.7 and his physical talents. It, then it moves, which is what we call a talent gateway, and then it flows up to his physical karmic threes and down to his physical goal 11.2. And so you have what we call a karmic lock. So you're, you're transmitting worthiness to him up into his program of unworthiness and physical karma so just by being with you you bring up all his unworthiness to be healed so that's actually what holds you together these karmic locks actually are the, are the glue the underlying hidden energetic glue which holds relationships relationships together so you're here to make, make, basically make him feel better about himself and come out in the world and that'll just be by hanging out with you um as you as you know as your child 
And the other key interaction we have here is that Sajin has a 15-6 in spiritual talents, and that infuses across to your 22-4 in spiritual talents, which is about being very versatile, bringing source consciousness through to earth. And it goes up to your sixes in spiritual karma, which is your lessons learned to be focused, um, make things happen, be very creative. And so basically, he's helping you get focused and reconnect to the soul's creativity. So does it feel like you're more creative when he's around you? He sort of triggers new ideas for you a lot? He's a very creative being himself, and I think that does inspire me. Yeah. So basically, there are two karmic locks in both the spiritual and the physical parts of the chart, which lock you together, That's just, which is why you, you guys interact in a certain way. Um, they're the main ones, from what I can see here. And the other, oh no, there's one, the other key one here, the other key interactions are his nine in spiritual karma, which is like a catalytic, powerful, dragon-like energy. So you, would you say he's very powerful? We're coming okay. into his power? Most definitely. He's, he's going to be a powerful force in the world. I can tell that. Yeah. Well, that goes across to your spiritual karmic sixes, so it's going to, again, trigger your, your creativity. He's going to burn out. Does he make you angry sometimes and frustrated? Um. Uh, the indecision at times, I think, is probably where I get frustrated. Yeah, yeah, because because so, basically he's his nine is coming across and it's 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 pushing on any frustration in your subconscious, any blockage the the ego feels in connection to the soul, and so that's why the frustration comes out in you. And the other thing that happens here, oh yeah, in spiritual goals you both have eleven twos. Do you feel? Sometimes you throw each other off out of balance emotionally. You, you both go on a bit of an emotional roller coaster ride. Yes, yes. I think I think that I'm a pretty even keel person, but for some reason, when he gets off emotionally, it throws me off. Yeah, it's like you've got a negative feedback loop here. And so what's happening is that um, there's two eleven twos in both spiritual goal positions. So basically, it's what we call a goal clash. So when the same energy is in the same either karmic or goal position, it makes it aggravates the other one. It sort of brings out the negative qualities, which means being very up and down emotionally, feeling a bit lost, um, maybe a bit depressed sometimes. So it's like, yeah, it is an emotional roller coaster, and it basically, when one's out of balance, the other goes out of balance. That's fascinating. Is there a relationship between... The, the between him and his brother that is uh, more bonded together than it than it is between him and the parent. Well, um, Trishan he has a seven seven and physical karma, and that's all about him having to overcome heartbreak in life. And the heartbreak may be the two you and uh, Gunjit separating, and so it's about he's got it also in spiritual karma there, but. In the physical karmic position, it's about overcoming that heartbreak, healing his inner child, so the inner child comes out in the world, and dropping the facade that the inner child may put up to protect itself. So in hanging out with Sajin, who has a seven's physical talents, is, a, is what we call a karmic lock there. Sajin's 16-7 goes to Krishan's 13-4 in physical talents, up to his physical karma. So Sajin's job is to, bring, is to heal Krishan's heart. That's, 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 that's the key relationship between the two of them. 
And so just by being together. And just so, by being together, the heart Just by being healed. together. Yeah, he'll, he'll be healing Christian's heart from what's happened. So these, these two souls have got it organized before they came here. That, okay, we know what's going to happen. We, we, we agree to this contract, but we're going to sort ourselves out in the process. How beautiful. We'll be right back with Nicholas David. The soul contract decoding of your birth certificate name reveals the predominant set of energies creating your life in each moment for your entire lifetime. You can think of it as the cake of your life. It is who you are and who you will always be throughout this current incarnation. The effect of name changes through adoption, commonly used names, marriage, or change of names through deed poll will be examined in this book on relationships and the name overlays. You can think of names as different layers of icing you place on the cake as your birth certificate name. They help change it so that you are stimulated to face specific issues in order to overcome them. The infusion of the different flavors of the layers of icing into the cake of your life may help, hinder, or have a minimal effect on you. This is from the book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology by Nicholas David. And you can find out more about all of this work at the website, which is centerforconsciousascension.net. That's centerforconsciousascension.net. And you can also book soul contract readings there as well. We'll be right back with Nicholas David. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at simron-singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. 
Nicholas David Yan developed his profoundly transformative soul contract readings at the Center for Conscious Ascension in conjunction with Dr. Almira Ariel Hilaire. They are regarded as world leaders in this field, and everything you need to get started can be accessed at centerforconsciousascension.net. We are discussing your soul contract decoded, discovering the spiritual map of your life with numerology. Your soul chose your birth name prior to incarnating while still on the higher dimensions. It reviewed all its past lives, consulting with the karmic board of earth along with its guides and masters. It then chose a name that would create the optimal incarnate experience for it to know, learn about, and experience itself as more of all that is through the process we call life. Welcome back, Nicholas David. I think we're going to dive into my other son now so that people can see the, the beauty of us as souls, as parents, as children, as relationships that come through and, and how these blueprints literally can show us who we are in our life purpose. So let's look at uh, my youngest son, Christian, and his relationship to me and some of the main uh, issues or gifts that he has unfolding in his life. Yes, as we were saying in the um, second segment there, his primary karmic challenge is with these sevens in both physical and spiritual karma is to heal the heart and then reveal his true feelings and thoughts in the world. And as he does that, the magnetics of the soul will draw lots of like-minded people to him. So it's very much about being a network, a connector. Um, and in physical talent, he has a 13-4, which is the divine feminine aspect of God. So is there a real soft beautiful, warm, loving energy about him, just acceptance of everyone for who they are? Yes, I'd say that he is much more the divine feminine than the divine masculine. Yeah, so he's, th- this energy is very much aligned with the human consciousness going to Christ consciousness, to the energies of Sananda, which is the soul of Christ. Um, so he's very much a child of our times with this. So it's very much about him learning to be very feminine in terms of delving into the emotions of his feminine heart and he feeling what is right and setting the intent for what that to come to pass and trusting with his fall there that it will come but having no attachment to the outcome. So how is he in terms of his trust of the world? I know he's only three, but we'll just, it, may, it may be evident already that something's happening. I, I think that he does look to me for safety uh, and he does seem very trusting of other people at this point. Uh, okay, so his lesson is to progressively take bigger leaps of faith and trust in life. And as he does that, as he has complete trust and faith of doing what feels right in his heart, more of the flow of abundance of life will come to him in terms of love, ideas, concepts, money, people, which is the four four and physical goals. And the, the feeling of safety and the need for safety comes from the physical karmic and spiritual karmic sevens where the inner child didn't feel safe from from what's just happened with the, the divorce. So creating great safety for him is really important because then he can show his real self. Now, it seems that this Rebel Road experience that's taken place over the last seven, eight months, for him, uh, it's been something he's really embraced and been excited about and uh, had, he's had very much of a gypsy-like quality to himself anyway. So is that part of that leaping and trusting, or will that ingrain some of the qualities to more freely leap and trust in taking these big jumps in life for later on? I think it's very much about being linked to network and connect with all sorts of people. 
um, which is the eight in spiritual talents, being relate to, learning to relate to lots of people and being a bit of an emotional chameleon so we can adjust depending on who's there. Did that actually happen? Yes, definitely. He, he does seem to know how to win over every heart that comes across. Yeah, and, and very much um, being on the road is very much trusting in each moment because you, even you don't know what's going to happen next, do you, when you, when you are on this tour? It just sort of exactly. unfolded from what I understand. Exactly, exactly. One other question that I have, because a lot of people, when they heard you say in the last segment that he's here to heal a broken heart or a wounded heart, you know, when you think of a three-year-old, that kind of tugs at you that, oh, my goodness, he's already here to heal that. But in my own experience, I've learned so much from the heartbreak that I've had that it is what has opened me spiritually to maintain or reconnect to that deep uh, lover, beloved, divine connection that I've always desired. Is that the purpose of his broken heart in this particular experience? Uh, It's to, that negative context for um, Krishan is only there so he can open to the love of the soul. That was the only purpose of it. But also there was a nine in spiritual goal, so there was a disempowering experience, just but like but Sajin's experience of, of the parents separating. So again, he can claim his power, claim his heart, and bring it out into the world. Because without a negative context, we as souls embodied having a human experience, we wouldn't know what to do, but we, we tend to initially in life manifest things we don't like, so we get very clear what we do want. So coming into his power, healing his heart, um, and trusting have come very early for him. So it sets in place the whole lifetime. So everything's working out as planned here um, for him, I would say, looking at the chart. So when we have these negative things that happen in our lives, they really are, in a sense, the gift to bring us back to what the soul actually intended to discover in the first place. Yes, they are the gift. And and when we let go um, any sense of feeling like a victim, like stuff's being done to us, it's important to remember that we at a soul level create each moment from the soul contract because the soul contract energy sits in our DNA. So this is karmic matrix. This is the gray cobweb energy I mentioned in the, first, in the first interview in our energy fields. And it literally is radiating out to the matrix, the reality, and creating each moment. So when we can own 100%, which takes a lot of effort, especially for us adults, that we created it all, then we can claim the gift. And then we can let go of the ego's attachment to the suffering of I've been victimized or my mother's abandoned me or my father's abandoned me or all the other stuff that happens in, in, in a human life. And then when we claim the gift, then we can dissolve that layer of the ego and then we can allow our higher consciousness to come through and really bring that gift out to the world by purely the mani- from, the, from the manifestation of the energy to and through our heart into the world. And as parents, then it, it also allows us to see that we don't have to fix or save our children from that perspective of I want to take care of this, this uh, wound for them because, in essence, it's not ours to fix or save. Well, when we, when we perceive our children or anyone as, as we need to heal, fix, or save them, we're, we're placing a judgment that something's wrong with them. And actually, in, that very judgment itself holds the patterns which we want to change in place. It actually locks them down. So actually, when we see our children as um, little masters in small bodies, uh, or vast multidimensional masters in small bodies who are waiting to wake up, when we see them as 
they're going through the perfect experience and we help them go consciously through that, then we, as parents, serve them at the highest possible level because we're custodians, as I said at the beginning, bringing them online so that they can deliver their gifts. And if they feel it's just part of the path, and it's challenging for them because they're very sensitive souls, but we can show them the pathway and, and they feel that we know where they need to go, then they can really trust us. And then they, it creates a very powerful bond. And it's, it's sort of like the soul comes through the personality much faster from my own experience with my son because he knows when I speak the truth about what's going on for him and he sees the illusion. And so then he can step above that and then get on with his life. Now, you said earlier that Christian uh, came here because Sage would be the one that could heal his heart. Is, yep. there, is there something for Sage uh, that, that occurs because Christian is here? Yes, the spiritual talent eights in Krishan's chart go across to Sage's 15 sixes in spiritual talents, that spiritual talent gateway, up to his nine in spiritual karma. And basically, the groundedness of the eight enables Sage to feel his many layers of darkness, dark shadow that the soul's brought in, so he can feel his way through and transmute those shadows into positive the positive gifts of empowerment for himself and for others. It's a very key relationship. Um, for them here and the other thing that Krishan does is his sevens in physical karma go across to Sajin's three threes in physical karma the sevens are about when they transmit across as an overlay they will bring Sajin out of hiding they'll bring him out of the depths of what we call the internal canal of the three they'll bring his true wisdom out into the world it'll actually help him become visible in the world with his gift of knowledge and so as, as siblings, when we come in, the, the situations that occur where siblings don't get along or where siblings do get along, that is all part of the, the blueprint and the contract that is feeding something within us to either unleash uh, darker negative natures that we need to allow to come up and out or, or more positive loving natures that we also need to come up and out. Yes, the, the, the two siblings will have designed this beforehand. They would have agreed, okay, I'm going to play a certain type of role in this family dynamic. And they would have planned it with your souls and Gunjit's soul. So yes, some siblings get on really well, some don't. Um, there may be many past life issues which have, just, which have led them to create a particular soul contract configuration because there's some things which have been unresolved from those lifetimes. Um, and they may have played different roles in those lifetimes. One may have been the older, older sibling the previous time or the, the father or the mother of the other one. So they're, they're basically working it out over many different lifetimes. It's just fascinating, and, and the hour has gone by so quickly. We have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to share in regard to children's contracts or in regard to these two children uh, and, and that would allow the audience to really understand how powerful, additionally powerful, this work is. Well, I think that um, with the children, when um, you can understand your children from the book, you know, my book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, uh, is just to prepare their charts, see where they stand, see where they are in the seven aspects of the contract, and then look at the recommendations in the back of the book on how to help each child, the child work through these issues. And just know that um, these indigos, rainbows, and crystal children have much less of a load than we as parents have and that they just need a bit of help 
some consciousness from you as a parent to show them the way through this. And when they see there's a structure, there's a way, then they relax a bit more and they can get on with it. And they know that you as a parent are right there to support them. And that's the most important thing that they feel understood because many of these children feel that the teachers at school don't understand them. And, that, and you may be the core support for them to make a good life here on earth and deliver their gift of service and love. A soul actually designs several different names in order to create the life it desires. From the moment of conception, it subtly communicates these names to its mother and father and sometimes other family members who will be involved in its naming. The reason for having a selection of names is to give the family a semblance of choice. Human free will is at play here, and the soul wants to ensure that it gets what it came for with the life that is created by the name that is finally chosen. This is the reason why there's only a small selection of names that appeals to parents when naming a baby. This is all from Nicholas David's book, Your Soul Contract Decoded, Discovering the Spiritual Map of Your Life with Numerology. You can find out more about Nicholas David and also soul contract readings at the at Center for consciousascension.net that's center for consciousascension.net i definitely urge you if you have not heard the first episode to go back to the january 30th archive and listen to the beginning episode and listen to this again in addition to next week's episode that will go deeper into the relationship between husband and wife as we explore how that impacts both the children and how each person is impacted in the relationship with each other this three-part series is to help you understand how powerfully this work of your soul contract decoded can assist you in knowing your own soul blueprint your life purpose and the evolution that your soul desires to take for the additional tools and the charts if you'd like to follow along there is a resource page on the simran-sing.com website that's the simran-sing.com website so that you can see these charts and follow along each episode thank you nicholas david for a beautiful second part in this series we look forward to having you back next week In love, of love, with love, and as love, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.